one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ask Jamine. I'm Nikki Willis, and I'm Jamine. All right, and today we are going to be talking about how the interest rate increase has affected the buying power. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. So before we get started, I want to remind you to make sure that you subscribe, hit that button over there in the corner, and make sure you hit that bell so that you're notified every time we upload new content. All right, so let's talk about the elephant in the room. Yes, the interest rate has increased, all right? So let's talk about what that actually looks like in regards to your, your buying power meaning how much you can afford um, or how much uh, home you can buy in regards to that interest rate, all right? So um, let's, um, you know, I bought, brought some numbers here for you. So as of today, interest rates are five and a half, just a little over five and a half percent. Um, so compare that to January, January's rates were about three, a little under three and a half percent, three point four five to be exact. Okay, so let's let's calculate that buying power. Okay, now we know that the average single-family home is now upwards of four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. But let's kind of make the numbers nice and round. In Las Vegas. Well, in, yes, to be exact, in Las Vegas. All right, so to make that number nice and round, let's talk about a purchasing a $400,000 home, okay? I'm gonna put the number right here, okay? So the principal and interest payment with a 3.45% interest rate, this was back in January, okay? Um, for a $400,000 home would have been $1,785, okay? That was with a 3.45 interest rate in January. Now for that same $400,000 home today with a 5.51 interest rate would actually be $2,273.67. Okay? So that difference is actually $488.64. That makes a big difference. That's almost a $500 difference per month in your um, in your mortgage payment on that same house, mm -hmm. all right? So this is why we've kind of been telling you guys to buy and be on the right side of the rate. Um, also, uh, to kind of put things into perspective, if you wanted to keep that same payment, that same $1,785 payment that you would have had in January, then, the type of home that you will be able to purchase today would be about three hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah. So that's a uh, eighty-five thousand dollar difference in the type of home or the cost of that same home. All right. Yeah. So 
Um, so let's talk about it. That was a lot of numbers, okay? Maybe your mouth dropped a little bit, but let's talk about it and let's put it into perspective. Uh, because yes, your buying power has weakened a bit, okay? Mm -hmm. But we're gonna put it in, into perspective now. So interest rates rising, it decreases your buying power, just yep. flat out, it lowers your buying power. So the reason why we always talk about um, when is the best time to buy? When should you buy a house yeah. and things like that? So we're gonna talk about it and make it like glaringly clear today um, of where that you're at, where things are at right now. Yeah. So interest rates going up for some people totally prices them out of being able to buy a house like at all. Yeah. So a year ago, or if you take somebody that gets pre-approved in the Las Vegas market, Somebody who got pre-approved for two hundred and fifty thousand. Mm -hmm. That's below the average sales price of what it is right now. Oh yeah. And unless you buy something extremely a small condo or something yeah. like that, it prices you out of from buying something that probably needs to be maybe a little work on it. Yeah. Or smaller mm -hmm. to not being able to buy at all. It prices some people out of buying a house at all. And so for the people who say. Oh, I'm waiting for prices to drop and things like that. While you're waiting for prices to drop, prices are going up and so are interest rates. So yep. interest rates going up, it affects you more than prices going up. Mm -hmm. So when you take that into consideration while you're sitting here waiting, your buying power is being decreased. Yeah, it's weakening your yeah, buying it's power. It's weakening your buying It's like the kryptonite. Power. Of buying power. Yep. So, um, especially lower income borrowers, it's affecting lower income borrowers um, the most. Tremendously. So, yes. it's like if you get pre-approved to buy a house at a lower amount and then the amount keeps getting higher, but when they say they're moving the goalposts, <laughs> it's yeah. moving the goalposts in a major way. So, on top of that, people are being forced to have to rent, but also rental rates are going up. They're going up too, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So you say, oh, I'm going to wait for the market to tank or the market to drop. While you're waiting, waiting, rental prices are going up. So what you're going to have to do is rent. The price of that is going up mm -hmm. and interest rates are going up while you are. I'm, I'm speaking from the person that has the ability to buy while you're waiting for something other than you and your personal situation to change. Yeah. Everything's going up. Rental prices, interest yeah. rates. And rental rates have gone up about 30%. Yeah. At least at least in the Las Vegas area. I'm just talking about from the Las Vegas area. I know it's gone up even more in other cities. But for the city of Las Vegas, it's gone up about 30% in the past year. Yeah, and if you aren't good with numbers, going up 30% versus going up 1%, 2 or 3% is it's a big difference. It's better on the interest rate side than it is raising yeah. uh, well, I mean, rental rates going up. You know, we've, we've talked about interest rates, you know, increasing. You know, we're talking like, you know, a quarter of a percent, mm -hmm. right? So um, as of today, the interest rate has officially gone up a quarter of a percent twice now. So half of a percent. Yeah, it has gone up, and and I know, and that's why we 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 want you, you don't have to listen to us. You really you really don't, but what we do want you to do is listen to the people who are licensed, listen to the people that are that do this every day, because the news 
is going to blow it all out of proportion. They are going to, you know, they've been screaming forever that, oh my gosh, there's getting ready to be a, a housing crash. There's gonna get, there's gonna be a crash, there's gonna be a crash. I'm gonna tell y'all right now, stop listening to the news. Listen to the licensed professionals that do this every day, okay? News people are cool, they, but they are journalists. And journalists, they get views, right? That's their job, their job is to get views. We are in this every day. We look at the data, we look at the numbers. So if you are waiting for this big boom, this big you know bubble to burst, let me also put this into perspective. There is a 5 million house shortage. There are, we are short nationwide, 5 million houses. Mm -hmm. And that is uh, because of the supply chain, that's because of, so, so you know, we, there was a lumber shortage for a while. Now there's other things, we, we were talking about windows and um, just other pieces to houses that are making these houses um, you, know, you know, the timeline for these houses, it just keeps pushing them out. So we are at a, we're still in a housing crisis. Um, also for affordable housing, we're still in an affordable housing crisis. So um, it's still very much a seller's market. Still very much a seller's market. Um, also with inflation, and also with rates increasing, those who have already purchased or that those who are already homeowners, they don't really quite see a reason to sell. <laughs> like they're staying put. More people are staying put. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, and you know, if they have that really low interest rate that there once was, that if they have an interest rate at 3%, well, why are they gonna sell and now have an interest rate at five or maybe even 6% when they have, you know, a house already at a lower interest rate. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it doesn't quite make sense. Um, and so um, it's still a seller's market from from that perspective as well. Um, what else is, what else? Cause I probably, I'm going on a rant here. Oh, sorry. So if, if 2009 was a bubble, mm -hmm. That was a bubble. That was a bubble. You have to look at this market. If 2009 was a bubble, mm -hmm. this is more like a snowball. Mm. And you know how if you create a big snowball, mm. it takes a while takes for that time. snowball to thaw out. Mm. So if you know this is the well, if if we were in a bubble before, we're in a snowball now. So mm -hmm. if it's gonna go down, it's gonna thaw out just like a snowball. It's gonna mm -hmm. get smaller and smaller and smaller. But the snowball is still rolling right now. Yeah. So the snowball is still getting bigger and bigger right now. Yeah. Yes, at some point, and we don't know that point, the snowball will thaw out, but you can't just put a pin in the snowball and all of a sudden it just evaporates and thaws out. Yeah. That's the best analogy that I can give you right now. So that's good. This is the nugget. This is the gym. This is the sound bite. The best time to buy a house is still as soon as you're able to buy a house. Absolutely. It's still, as soon as you're able to buy a house. So there's a quote that says, the best time to buy real estate was 10 years ago. The second <laughs> best time is now. And so you take it, you can't compare yourself with a person that already owns a house 
or to our second home and they're staying put because they're saying, oh, where will I move? Or I got a 3% interest rate. So if you rent versus own, mm. you got to get with the homeowners and then say, okay, now I got time. To, now I can wait and see what the market is doing mm-hmm. and things like that. But the longer you wait, the more you're going to pay either in the price of the house or interest rates when you could be buying a house, taking advantage of equity yeah taking advantage of um tax advantages and talk about right. how the tax advantages actually help you yes you were talking about that earlier yes so yeah we as we were discussing this um you know people yeah again the news is scaring people about these interest rates but if you think about it you know when you own a home that is a tax write-off mm-hmm. and so with the highest the higher interest rate you're actually being able to write off more. So it makes sense, again, on that other side. But again, you need to be in the game, not right. on the sidelines. Um, so yeah, that's an, that's another thing. Yeah, interest rates are going up. It might be affecting the buying power. But at the end of the day, if you can write that off on your taxes or whatnot, then hey, you're still, you know, things are still happening, but it's on the right side of the rate then. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So just take it off. Remember, when I uh, counsel first-time homebuyers, I say when you buy a house, you're able to deduct the interest. Yep. And it's like writing your kid off. Yeah. So when the rates go up, it's like going from having one kid to at least 1.5, <laughs> if not two kids. Right, right, uh, right. Deduct, deduct. So all of the interest that you pay on a mortgage is 100% tax deductible. Yep. So it's less money that you have to pay on your taxes or more of a tax return that you get depending on your particular situation when you file your taxes. So the last thing is, even though interest rates are higher, and I have my sheet here for data, um, they're still not high. So historically, interest rates still are pretty low. So to give you some numbers is rates in 2007, Mm -hmm. before it crashed, were 6.5%. So even rates, they've gone up, they still haven't hit where they were in 2007 at Mm 6.5%. And then if you go back, you know, depending on how old you are, the audience and things like that, in the 80s, interest rates were in the double digits. So they had like 12% interest rates in in the 80s. So um, rates were in the double digits in the 80s. So so that's one thing that you have to put into perspective. So he's like, oh, rates used to be two point blah, blah, blah. But if you look, that's the thing. We have such a, we see right in front of our nose. We don't look at historical. We don't look at data. And that's why it Mm -hmm. it pays to like read and look at data. Because if you look over like 40 years, even if you take the crash and blah, 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 Interest rates, like I call it the skateboard, you know, appreciation of real estate still looks like a skateboard. Yeah. With dips and recessions and crashes, it still looks like a a skateboard. So um, rates are still historically low compared to double digits to 5%. So think about it like this. This is how you have to think about it. If you didn't have a car Mm -hmm. and you needed to buy a car and you went to go get financing for a car and they said, Sorry, your credit isn't that great. You have to, we can get you a car, but it's going to be a 17% interest rate. If you need a car, you're going to take that 17% interest rate because the benefits of you having a car is better than you not having a car. Right. You know, it's greater. So you have to think about that from being not a homeowner to being a homeowner. And um, you have to 
focus on all the benefits of after you become a homeowner. Even, now this is not a good way to think, like if something bad happens, if you can't pay your rent and you go 30 days unless you know you have a uh, pandemic or something happen and mm -hmm. they stop evictions, you get evicted. Yes. But when you're a homeowner, you got at least three months to miss three payments <laughs> and things like that before you get a notice of default. Default. So even things like that is just more of a, a, a stable position. There's a lot of benefits. Um, so no matter what the rates are, just like with a car, um, you still are in a better position. So um, buying a home is still going to be less expensive than renting right yeah. now. Unless you're buying like a, a getting renting like a studio versus a three bedroom, two four bath bath. Okay, yeah, renting is going to be uh, less expensive, but buying a home is still going to be likely less expensive than renting right now. Very true. So very true. Moral of the story is the best time to buy a house is when you're able to buy a house. Absolutely, without without a doubt. Um, my guy, MG the mortgage guy, he has a great quote. And he says, stop focusing on the time the market will crash. Instead, focus on the time you spent in the market. Amen. Get on that other side. Get on to owning real estate. And those of you who are on the sidelines looking, waiting for that market to crash, you're just letting time pass you by. Mm -hmm. Okay. The we we've already talked about the appreciation, especially here in the Las Vegas area. Homes have appreciated 30 to 40%. Yeah. And now, now the market will correct itself, but it's not going back down like it would like it was in 2009. So there will be a correction. And we are seeing like a slight slowdown because of the interest rates going up and things like that. Um, hence the, the correction. But again, that's like a snowball situation. That's not a bubble burst. So the longer you stay on the sidelines, the longer time's going to pass. Mm -hmm. Get on that right side of the rate. Yeah. And just like I said, I'm going to go live probably this Friday and talk mm -hmm. about this. It's almost like a state of the emergency level of... Of owning. You need to get residential housing for a primary residence for investment. So that's single family home, townhouse, condo. Because and you can get up into a four four unit. Yeah, up to four that's units. That's still considered still a single family. Get a single family home. So you can yeah. still get a low down payment loan to get up to four unit multifamily building. Mm -hmm. Here's the reason why it's so important. If a correction happens or a balancing happens or even a crash happens, mm -hmm. you have a competition like we talked about in the last podcast mm. that you didn't have before. So you're not competing with just other homeowners. Yes. You're competing with major investors, major corporations mm -hmm. that have billions, not millions, billions of dollars. Yep. And so it they will do like they did when we had the crash is snatch up a lot of the available right residential houses now it's different if you an individual has a home the chance of you and an individual selling a home to me an individual is a lot greater than me this big corporation hedge fund selling you an individual home because they aren't looking to sell those properties they're looking to buy and, and hold. just like mg said 
they're looking to take advantage of the, the, the data and the, the time period of being in the real estate market because it's a great investment. So if, mm -hmm. if, if, if corporations are doing it, you know, are, are you smarter than the, the corporation? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, they're so, buying. They yeah, are buying yeah. right now. Yeah, they're it, buying. Yeah. And, and pay attention to what the corporations are doing. Mm -hmm. They're buying single family homes right now. Right. So, yeah, you know, you, you can't be smarter than these hedge funds and, and things like that. Um, so I think we've done, I think we've ranted enough today. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you, moral of the story, guys, if you still have the ability to purchase, go ahead and get on that right side. There are more benefits than not of, of being a property owner, of being a homeowner, of being a real estate owner. Um, and there's so many moves so, so many moves that you can make, so many additional moves that you can make while being a property owner. Yeah. And if you're not ready, get ready. Don't get say, oh, ready. I can't That's buy a house. Right. I hear what you're saying, but I can't buy a house. If you can't buy right now, there's such no, a good so get point. ready. Go back and watch our older uh, podcast. Watch our yeah. older episodes. There's housing um, counseling companies. There's yes. home ownership classes. There's tons of information that can help you prepare to be a homeowner that can help you uh, buy your first investment property. Yes. Um, so if you aren't ready, now's a great time to get ready. Yeah, absolutely. And we've um, said this before too, contact a loan officer now. Mm -hmm. If you're looking to buy in the next um, 12 months, if you are looking to buy in the next year, contact a loan officer now. Establish that relationship now. You I am all about making a game plan so you can be where you need to be when you want to get there and so if you need help um if you are looking to purchase in the las vegas area go ahead and hit us up put a comment below um we also have all of our contact information in the description book a call with us we would love to help you because yeah it's go time if you can it's definitely go time all right, guys. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Mm -hmm. And um, hopefully this gave you a little bit of insight um, on what the interest rate is doing, but also a little bit more perspective on that interest rate. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. And we will see you next time.